0: I'd like to welcome you this morning. Glad to see you all. I appreciate the invitation from the elders to come here and, and worship with you uh, today. Um, I agree with the others who have said it. The weather is awesome, and it's just nice to not have a 100-degree weather uh, every day. But uh, it's a blessing to be here. We've been blessed and honored to be here with you guys and to worship God uh, with you. Um, we just celebrated at College Park on the north side of town a 30-year anniversary for the Northeast work. So a group of individuals left these parts of the area, this part of Houston, and went to the north side and planted a church 30 years, of September 26, 30 years ago. Okay, That labor that happened with a bunch of people going and supporting that work, there were members of this congregation that supported that work 30 years ago and helped start a congregation up there. And because of that, I stand here today a fruit of that labor. I did not grow up in church. We did not go to church growing up until we moved to Texas. And we just went to some little old church on a farm to market road and started going to a church called Northeast Church of Christ. That's how my life started with church. And that church grew and grew. And now we are called the College Park Church of Christ where we have 100 members or so. But it started with people having a desire to serve and a desire to work. And that started with the congregation here supporting that work. It's important to support the work of the ministry for other churches around the area. And I encourage you to be involved in your local church, but also churches in the area. It's important for us to be involved. And if somebody else had not been involved for the Northeast work, I would not be here today speaking to you in 2023. And so I encourage you, at a minimum, get involved in your local congregation and get involved in the ministry of Jesus Christ, because it will and it does change lives. Now, I want you to think about for a moment um, that you are an individual in the city of Jericho in the first century. And I want you to think about being an individual that has a disease, and that disease is blindness. You cannot see. And you are a beggar. And society back then was, if you had any sort of disease, you are less than the normal average person. You will not work. You will be a beggar. That is your day, every day of your life. And I want you to imagine yourself sitting on the side of the road, begging. And you're relying on other people to provide to you your needs. Your clothing, your food, your water. You are subject to what other people will do for you. This is your life. You can feel the the hot sun on your face. You can smell the dust in the air. You can can smell the animals and the markets and all the people you hear people talking about trade and talking about commerce. And this is your day. Every day just hoping that someone would come and help you. Someone would give you something to drink, something to eat, a a new cloak on your back. This is your life. That's a pretty tough life. And let's say there's a man coming to town and and you realize and you know who this man is and then all of a sudden you hear he's coming by. It's time to act. I've got to meet this guy who can save me, who can change my life forever. And that's the story I want to talk to you about this morning. I want to talk to you about a man named Bartimaeus found in Mark chapter 10. And I want to go through this story and I want to talk to you about... uh, a miracle that Jesus performs to this man named Bartimaeus. So let's go ahead and read Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 46. The Bible says, and they came to Jericho. And as he went out to Jericho with his disciples, Jesus, of course, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, this is our guy, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried out the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he casting and he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus and Jesus answered and said unto him, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The King James version of saying, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to help you? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. And and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. And it's an awesome story to look at and see a man being healed of his infirmities, a man being saved from his illness. He was once a beggar and now he can see. Now he can go and work and he can go provide for himself. He can go make life happen. But his life was full of blindness and he was a beggar. He was lost, and Jesus found him, and Jesus healed. And this is the story I want to break down for you this morning. I want to look at the different components that we find here in Mark chapter 10. If blind Bartimaeus was here today, what would he tell us today? Now, blindness is uh, something that I've never experienced other than maybe a quick moment of it. You know, in the morning when you wake up, it's very dark in your room. You turn the lights on, and you're kind of in a, a phase, you're kind of in a... You don't know what's happening. In the middle of the night, you may be walking down the hallway in your house, and it's pitch black, and you're, you're struggling to see. Those are my only moments in life I've ever suffered with blindness, and it wasn't really true blindness. But I think blind Bartimaeus, if he was here today speaking to us, he would tell us a few things. And I want to look at that. The first thing I think blind Bartimaeus would do is he would tell us to listen. You know, blind people have a certain spatial awareness. Because they're blind, they cannot see. You and I use our sight to get around, to see things, to not run into walls, to not run into the pew, not run into things, right? We use a spatial, uh, we use a a sight to see. Well, people who are blind have a special or have a heightened spatial awareness. Scientists and researchers say that a blind person is able to hear better than the average person because that is how they see, is by how they hear. And so the way they navigate is not by not running into things is they listen for for sound to bounce off of other objects. They have a certain spatial awareness. Well, I want to present to you today that we as Christians, we as individuals who want to be a better individual must have a spiritual awareness. There are people that are blind in the church. There are people who are blind in the world. Are you blind today? Are you blind to the word of God? Is your spiritual awareness lacking? I want you to consider that this morning. Bartimaeus had to rely on hearing his spatial awareness more than the average person. In Mark 10, 46, just reading it again, and they came to Jericho. What was happening? Who is they? Christ and His disciples were coming to Jericho. Why? He was going to Jerusalem. This was during the time of the Passover feast. And Jesus was coming into town Through Jericho to get to Jerusalem. He would have traveled on the Jericho road to get to Jerusalem to go to the Passover. What happens when Christ goes to Jerusalem? He is ultimately put on trial and he's put to death. This is that moment. Just before Christ goes to be put on trial. So they're traveling through Jericho and with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the wayside begging. And when he heard, he heard about an individual coming through Jericho. This man Jesus, he was listening. Through all the hustle and bustle, he heard about this man Jesus. What did he hear? Well, I want to present to you this morning that he heard from Mark chapter 2. He heard about a man who had been lowered through the roof for healing. He heard about the withered hand of a man being healed in Mark chapter 3. Uh, legions of demons were cast out of individuals earlier in Mark chapter 5. He, Jesus raises a little girl from the dead. The, he heals a lady with the issue of the blood. He feeds 5,000. He walks on water. He heals the deaf and he heals another blind man earlier in Mark chapter 8. And we get to Mark chapter 10 and we find blind Bartimaeus. You don't think this guy who relied on hearing did not hear about Jesus the Messiah? Jesus who can heal him? This is his one opportunity to be healed. This is it. Now he doesn't know this is his last opportunity because Jesus is going to be crucified. But blind Bartimaeus sat there every day And he listened. He listened for someone to come help him. And he heard about this man, Jesus, who had healed these other individuals. And he says, if he can heal them, Jesus can heal me too. And I've got to do something about that. So I think if Bartimaeus was here today, he would tell us to listen. To listen to the word of God. We must listen and be studious in our ministry and in our work. Romans chapter ten verse seventeen says, "So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God." What Bartimaeus had was faith that Jesus could do something for him. Why? Because he heard about this man Jesus. He believed about this man and who this man was, and that he could heal him. So he had faith. And you and I must have faith. How do we get that faith? Romans ten seventeen says we get that faith by hearing the word of God. So you and I have a responsibility to get in the word to study the Word and apply that Word to our life. That's how we gain faith. And it's a requirement for you and I. Psalm chapter 119.105 says, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's prayed about this morning. Talk about this morning. We want the Lord of God to direct our pathway, to illuminate the direction in our life. And if we are not walking... By faith and relying only on the things that God or relying on the things society tells us to do or whatever online things that tell us to do or what the government tells us to do, we are not walking by faith. We have to be people who study the Word of God, be studious individuals, applying that Word of God, learning it, self reflecting, and making a change. Now, you may be a Christian for a long time. I'm telling you, you still have things to improve. You may have been a Christian for two months. You have things to improve. We all have things to improve. Let's take some time to self-reflect from the Word of God and apply those things into our life. And I think if blind Bartimaeus was here today, he would tell us we must listen because he was saved by listening. And he believed the words he was taught. I think another thing blind Bartimaeus would tell us is if, he, if he was here today is that we must be a people about prayer. We must be a praying people. Now you think about Mark chapter 10 where blind, the story of uh, Bartimaeus is and you're like, well, he didn't really pray. Well, let's look at this. They came to Jericho as he went out of Jericho while his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat on the highway side begging and when he had heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, he cried out to the Lord, right? In verse 48, and many charged him that he should hold his peace, but yet he cried the more a great deal. I want to ask you, how, how is your prayer life? Do you pray like a blind man? And you say, well, how does a blind man pray? Well, a blind man, a blind man prays even when people try to tell him it's, he shouldn't do that. It doesn't matter what other people say. I'm going, to, I'm going to pray to the Lord. The blind man here, he began to cry out to Jesus, Thou Son of David, have mercy on me. And what did the crowd say? He doesn't want to hear that. He wants you to be, they want, Jesus wouldn't want that for you. He doesn't want you to cry out to him. Just be quiet. You're, you're being disruptive. You're a beggar. Just be quiet. Many charged him that he should hold his peace. But what did he do? He cried out the more. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And I think about this scenario, man, a guy who really just wanted to be saved, to be changed, to be healed. Now today, are you here wanting to be saved, wanting to be healed of your infirmities? Now we look at this maybe as a physical thing, but I want to tell you that it's not about the physical here. I'm talking about spiritual awareness, a spiritual uh, illness, a spiritual sickness. Do you want to be healed of that? You want your sins forgiven, washed, clean, white as snow? If you want that, you ought to be a person that prays. You ought to be a person that sits there and says, no matter what society tells me, no matter if they tell me to be quiet, no matter what the government might say, I'm going to be a person that prays. I'm going to do it with thanksgiving. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, the Bible says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be, known, be made known unto God. A peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Prayer is so important. And a lot of times we get bogged down with what we don't have and we focus on what we don't have and we don't rem- remember and thank God for what we do have. You know, as we've got two girls... And we have a third, uh, a third child on the way, which is a boy, which we're very blessed and honored and thankful that we're having a boy. But we were, we were, some years ago, we were debating, do we want to have another child? And we just didn't know. We didn't know if God was going to bless us with another child. And we're trying to remain content in that process. When Nevaeh was praying one night, we pray every night, and she said, Daddy, does God hear my prayers? Yeah, he hears your prayers. She said, Well, I've been praying for a baby brother. I said, Well, we didn't know if we were going to have a third child at the time. This was several years ago. And I said, Yes, he hears your prayers, baby. But sometimes God says yes. Sometimes God says not yet. And sometimes God says no. And at that time, we were really pushing for the not yet no side. We didn't know. But then several years later, God has blessed us with a son. And now we're expecting that son in January. But my daughter wanted to know, does God hear my prayer? And that may be some of you sometimes. Does God really hear me? Now I get on my hands and knees and I might pray, but I'm talking praying like a blind man. I'm talking about praying with some passion. And we get to these prayers, we we pray for our meal, we're thankful for our meal, and then we pray those three times a day, and we might pray at night. But I'm talking about a passionate, intimate prayer with your Lord and Creator. Having the mind of a young child, does God really hear my prayer? And sometimes people don't feel like they he- that God hears their prayer because they don't see God working in their life. And if you're here this morning, you're struggling in some sort of sin or you're struggling with somebody or something, go talk to somebody who has gone through it. If you're struggling with some sort of addiction, go talk with somebody and watch their life and learn from them of how they were able to get out of that sin. You don't, sometimes we focus on the negative. We don't go focus on the positive. Help me, brother. I'm struggling in this deal. How did you get out of this? And I think when we, when we look at prayer, we must do the same thing. We must have an intimate relationship with God in our prayer. When was the last time that you opened and poured out your heart with your God? When was the last time you did that? When was the last time you did that with your spouse? We all just you just prayed openly together when have you done that and I encourage you pray like a blind man this guy says Jesus have mercy on me He he was on his hands and knees I imagine and he was just calling out to the Lord when's the last time you've done that driving down the road you might spend a lot of time on the road turn the music off turn the podcast off turn whatever off pray you have time to pray I promise you, whether you focus on it or not, that's a different argument. Let us be a people who pray. A third thing I think Lord Emmaus would tell us is we must obey. We must obey Jesus. And Jesus stood still. I think that's a very interesting moment that happens in the story. Jesus stops. What happened? They were going through this town, uh, and Jericho was a very popular city because many people traveled through Jericho to get to Jerusalem. There was a lot of commerce, a lot of trading, a lot of markets type stuff, so it was very loud scene, And a beggar would be at his mat, at his spot every day, and Bartimaeus got in a position to listen for things to happen. When he listened, he heard Christ coming by, and he cried out to him. And Christ stopped in the middle of all the hustle and bustle. He stood still. And what happened was he commanded Bartimaeus to be called. And I think this is interesting. Jesus didn't come to Bartimaeus. There was still a responsibility on Bartimaeus to get up and to go to Christ. There was still a responsibility placed on him. And as a beggar, what a beggar would do is they would go and sleep somewhere in a... a, a, Uh, What would you call that? Like a valley or an alleyway, excuse me, somewhere off the beaten path. And they would just make their way back to their spot. They have carved out. This is where I'm going to sit every day. And it probably would be a spot they would have success and people who would have a lot of money, maybe next to a a stand that sold fruit or whatever. They would be typically in an area where they would have a lot of people come by them. And that was their spot. That's where they were at every day because that was the highest success rate for them. And here Jesus is calling Bartimaeus to leave his spot. To leave where his life is currently and to come to Christ. And I want to encourage you today. If you want your life changed, you have to make changes. You have to come to Christ. You have to leave the spot you're in and you must come to Him. That's what Bartimaeus would tell us today if he was here. Don't get comfortable in your spot. Get up and come to Christ. And and, and they call the blind man saying uh, unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. Now, wouldn't that be something if Christ called you today? He says, sir, I want you to not live the life that you've been living. I want you to come unto me and I want you to be healed. I want to encourage you. Christ does say that to you. Christ came to this world and He passed through Jericho and went to Jerusalem to be put on trial, to be crucified, to die for your sin. And He is calling you today to get out of your spots, out of your comfortable life, and to follow Him. That's what Christ wants for you. Matthew chapter 16.24 It takes a, a... it takes you to deny yourself. It takes you to make change happen. Matthew sixteen, twenty-four. Then Jesus said unto them, unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Matthew chapter nineteen, twenty twenty-nine says, And every one of them that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or land for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. It requires work on your end. Matthew six, twenty-four, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and man. And you cannot have two lords. So if you stay in your spot that you're at today and you don't make changes in your life, you are choosing not to serve God. To live a better life. A blessed life. A forgiven life. That is the greatest blessing of all is living a forgiven life. And if you're not willing to leave your spot, you're willing to remain blind. That's what you're choosing. You're, you're choosing to serve Mammon and then serve God. And I encourage you this morning to consider that. <clears throat> what was his response? Mark 10, 49, and Jesus stood still, commanded him to be called. Verse 50, and he, Bartimaeus, cast away his garment, rose, and came to Jesus. He threw it down. Whatever rags he had on himself, he threw them down on the ground and he worked his way through the crowd and he came to Christ. He came to him. Now a lot of times we want to we take the possessions we might have and the things we might have and we want to come to Christ and say, I, I, I bow down before you with my things. Right? It doesn't, there's more to that there. We must leave it all behind. Willing to... Throw all the things, the possessions, the distractions, the, pleasure, the pleasures of life. Throw all those things away to serve him and to come unto him. That's what he's asking you to do. That type of humility, that type of sacrifice, that's what he wants and expects from you. Jesus asks him and says, what will thou that I should do unto thee? And this is King James for what would you like me to do for you? What do you how do you want me to help you out? what do you want and now Bartimaeus could have said you know what i've been a beggar i want to have a lot of money i want to be able to be able to work he could have said a lot of different things a lot of things that people pray for today a lot of things that people were asked for for today but what does he want he wants to be healed he says to the he says to jesus that i might receive my sight and jesus said unto him go thy way thy faith has made thee whole and immediately he received his sight and followed jesus in the way and i think the the, the verbiage here, thy faith has made thee whole. This is really a, uh, if, I do, if you do a word study, um, which I thought I had it up here, right here. If you do a word study on the word whole, it has some physical implications of saying it actually is healing. Your faith has made you whole. You have now healed. But it also is to save. Your faith has saved you. It's made you whole. The whole person. And so by him saying, Lord, that I might receive my sight, it wasn't just a physical healing, it was a spiritual healing. And so what happened was he obeyed Christ by getting up and following him and throwing away his garments, throwing all the things he had, which was not very much, and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to serve Christ. What, What happens at the end? He followed him, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. A lot of times it's easier to follow Christ when good things happen. A lot, a lot, it's a lot easier for you and I when things are going right in life and the finances are the way they are, family's the way it is, and things are going good and we're riding this high, it's, good, it's easy to follow Christ. I want to encourage you that He's still the Lord of Heaven, the Creator of the world, even in the woes. And we have a responsibility to Him even when times are tough. And I think about blind Bartimaeus and I know times were tough for this guy. And he says, Lord, I just want to receive my sight And he could have received his sight and he could have never talked about Christ again. But what does Scripture say? He followed Jesus in the way. He went on and preached Christ. We don't know anything else about this individual. But when I read Scripture that a man followed Christ, I see a man who humbled himself before the Lord, was healed of his infirmities, and go on to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now I want to ask you this morning, can you see Are you blind? Are you needing some sort of healing? If you're here this morning and you've got a sin in your life that you're ashamed of, that's hidden, that's buried, I want to tell you you're not alone. I want to tell you that there are people here that don't look at your sin and your heart of wanting to change as something that's ugly. That's a very beautiful thing when a sinner comes to repentance. It's a very beautiful thing when a person who is struggling with sin says, you know what? It's not about me. It's about the Lord and I'm going to serve. Leaving your garment behind and all those things behind. All those distractions. Can you see this morning? Or is something blinding you? If blind Bartimaeus was here today, He would tell us to stop and listen. Listen to the Word of God. Take those things in the Scripture and apply them to our lives. He would tell us that we must uh, pray to God and have an open, intimate relationship in our prayer life with our Lord and Savior. He would ask us and tell us that we must obey and follow Him. And if you're struggling with something, we want to help you. We want to help you put those things aside and focus on the one true living God. And He can heal you of your infirmity. If you need help this morning, make your wishes known as we stand and sing the song of invitation.